0: Hello, Yes Mamas. Thank you so much for joining me here on the Yes Mama podcast. This podcast is a place for moms to come together and to get some simple advice on how to be their best self, how to feel best in your body so that you can show up as your best self for your kid and build some really amazing, close relationships. The goal of this podcast is really to have happy, confident, successful kids and the best way i found to do that with my own kids and the way and the ones that were in my class were showing up as my best self so i was there for all the things that my kids need does that mean we're our best self every second of every day no but it's the awareness of knowing how to get back into it and the awareness of the simple things that we can do to get ourself back into alignment and happiness so that we can show up for our kids. So thank you so much for showing up to do this work together. Again, the goal is happy, healthy, confident kids. But the byproduct is a happy, healthy, confident mom. So thank you for being here on the Yes Mama podcast. I am so happy you're here. I have so much love for every one of you. Now go live on those kids. Here we go. All right, good morning. Uh, Thank you, Doreen, so much for coming to the Yes Mama podcast. A little bit about what we do here is basically the goal is to help moms to become their best selves so that they can then connect with their kids and have these deep, meaningful relationships. And I know that one of the ways that I've been able to shed whatever i needed to shed or be by my best self in whatever day is definitely by coming to yoga and by coming to your yoga so thank you so much for all that you've helped me through Um, one little story i'll share while we're starting is i came to yoga the morning my son left for college and i completely remember it it was he's my youngest and they're all super close with me but you know my baby my little boy and i just remember Being on the mat and you held such space for me and we're so great about being like, yeah, we've all been there and how yoga can help you move through, whether it's good emotions or deep emotions or whatever. So I just want to start with a thank you for that major moment. Thank you. Um, The other thing I want to say is it's funny. We we both were raised uh, North Shore, Chicago both out in in California now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Did you feel spiritual or do yoga or that kind of thing when you were young and growing up there?
1: No, not at all. I didn't. I had heard of yoga, and Mm -hmm. I just I had my own kind of... um, Vision of how boring <laughs> and not for me it was. Yeah, you know, I was just your typical kid, typical teenager, just like love to have fun, and it just didn't look very fun to me. It looked like it would be just be sleepy time, snoring. You know, right. just it, it, nothing
0: like w- what it is. Of you know, course, was but the idea. spiritual side—was there anything as you were growing up that you knew you kind of had that in you, or the first I time did. You felt I it? I did. I I I was
1: raised with a lot of. um, spirituality. Um, I mean, I was raised kind of with religion Mm -hmm. um, a lot more than, than is, you know, classically religion is that is in my life now. But I was raised with spirituality and I was raised with a you know, to to have a really open mind, open to a lot of things. Um I would almost say like kind of bordering on new agey. Um mm-hmm. so <laughs> I so I was kind of open to things. I would say that I probably had my own little drawbridge of like thinking something was just kind of a little out there. Okay. You know, but I was definitely open to a lot of things. So growing up um, I experimented with like hypnotizing my friends, nice. you know <laughs> um, <laughs> airlifting people up with our finger. Yeah, just funny stuff else. like yep. that. Exactly. You but know, that there was something um,
0: else out there mm-hmm. beyond what we could see. Practicing right here,
1: yeah. ESP, yeah. reading people's minds, like that kind okay. of thing, but it was just like a funny thing yeah. for us, you know yeah. um, so it wasn't, I don't know that I realized it was anything spiritual, I thought it was just kind of like kind of diving deep into like another part of your mind totally. kind of a thing that was fun
0: yeah, I went to camp Um, as a lot of us did when we were little and so that was my first big step in was being out in nature and having all the other noises of being at home or you know homework or anything so it was summer so we had open time there but just feeling in nature that you could feel that there was something else or feeling like a calming of everything in you just from being out and in nature I know that was one of my first big Mm -hmm. ones just being out there um the other fun thing that we have in common is is religion, like we were talking about. We were both raised in the, the Jewish faith a little bit. And there's a prayer that when I was a young mom and having a hard time, I used to actually say it the opposite way, as I'll say it now. So uh-huh. there is, and I'm non-practicing now for sure, except for eating all the right foods on the right day. I, mm-hmm. love, I love doing that and cooking <laughs> all the recipes. Yeah. Um, but there's a prayer that goes like, it would have been enough. I think it's a Passover one where it's like, if we had only had the locusts come and save us, it would have been enough. Or you had only came and did this for... Do you remember that yes, one at uh-huh. So when I was a, a young mom and overwhelmed and all those things, I used to be like, Ugh, if my kid was just teaching or teething, it would have been enough. You know, I'm exhausted. <laughs> if I just had a full-time job and my kid is teething and the other one's not sleeping, it'd be enough. And so it's that- this overwhelming. But now being kind of on the other side of it. And yes, my kids aren't living at home. They're all college and older, so that helps a lot. But it's almost like if I only had yoga and could calm myself, it would be enough. If I could just see clearly and have this you know, five-minute connection with my kid and then help them go through, that would... Be. So now it's become this, this prayer of gratitude, mm-hmm. this prayer of seeing that you can stack up in gratitude and and really make a change... In that in that direction, you know.
1: That's really beautiful, and that's really profound. That's very great.
0: That's how I to
1: hear. How
0: I've kind of just yes. changed it around. So yes. so yeah, if I only had the hard yoga with you, because I love to do your soft and your soft, your mushy classes with the the singing bells, which are my favorite. Um, it would be enough if I only had you to you know see when I'm the one who's crying on the mat. It would be enough. So thank you so much. Also just for being here. I really appreciate it. Um, one of the wonderful things that, that you do that I find amazing, uh, there's this woman, Amy Ferris, who mm-hmm. I actually found through you because one of the ways that you start most, if not all of your yoga classes is with a quote. And we're both, uh, letters from the universe. Girls wake up to that every mm-hmm. morning, <laughs> just a little, like there's something out there that loves you. It's um, a, a great way to start your day. I know totally. we do that. Um, so I was wondering if you don't mind, in your beautiful voice, uh, reading a little bit of this one. Sure. So at the top, and then we just... Sure, I love just her. too
1: little, I know. And I, I wish that she could know. Um, I think she does know today. I mean, I found her on social media. Yeah. Like, but she's a she's a writer. She's you know in, in entertainment. And she's so incredibly talented. I mean, every day she goes on there and writes this whole long... I don't even know where she pulls it out. And all she's doing is inspiring people. Absolutely. And I think it was yesterday she posted something about somebody told her, did you know that you saved a girl's life? Yes. Just by the words you used. Yes. And by using the F word, because the girl likes the F word. She was young enough and that she she connected, you know, because it's kind of how she talks. And the, the words that she used, along with the F word, just touched this particular girl. Yeah. and saved her life. Because sometimes
0: we are angry, and sometimes mm-hmm. we need to use that word because that's exactly yeah. how we feel. So I read that, too. I forwarded it to my daughter because I thought it was It's brilliant. beautiful, and I wish, you know,
1: she has so many followers, and, you know, she's probably a very busy woman, but I wish that one day I could meet her and let her know that, you know, her through me to others and then keeps going 100%. how she's, you know, kind of changing life with her words. But, yes. So
0: this little section, and then that little section. Okay.
1: Thank you. So, for all my woman friends, sisters, sisters, co conspirators, goddesses and god asses, Buddhas and Bodavistas, queens and feministas, badasses, crazy asses, shiros, warriors, chiefs and womenters, the fiery and the mighty and the fierce is all fuck. This post is for you. Because here's the thing the rub, self esteem will carry you everywhere. You can do anything, be anything, become anything, achieve anything. Go for the stars and the moon and all that shines and glitters. And unlimited, well, that means you have some spillover. You are filled with so much grace, a gracious plenty head to toe. I wish you all unlimited self-esteem, unlimited, boundless. So beautiful.
0: So beautiful. And so I thought, or hopefully, thank you so much. I could speak to that. I think that's one of the things that you speak to in yoga. So we as moms coming into yoga and you know making that hour out of our day of all the things we have to do. How does how do you explain it that you come to fill up so that you can spill over? And where why that seems like selfish almost to go to a a yoga class or to, to do something for yourself. There's so many of us that are selfless you know, and that whole self-care movement. You know, I should just go get a massage or whatever. But no, coming to yoga, you fill yourself up so much, so it can spill out. Mm-hmm. Can you just speak to that a little bit? How you, How does yoga do that for you to fill it up?
1: Well, you know, think about think about something super just straightforward that everybody understands. Okay, because not everybody can really understand um, energy. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's that's a kind of a concept. Some people think that it's like a made up thing or it's like magic or something like that. Energy yeah. is real. Um, it's it's scientific, it's documented. Yeah. You know, even by by, by NASA they talk about energy that runs through our body. Nice stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And, and yeah. Even the even our energy centers in yoga and all the seventy thousand little energy points in our bodies that we call nadis in yoga. They're documented in NASA by scientists. They can see in th- 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 those energy centers. So it's so real. Cool. It's yeah. really real. Yeah. But people have a hard time understanding that, and they think that it's kind of funny. So think about how if you don't eat enough food, okay, um, day day in, day out, you, you start to get exhausted.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Deplated.
1: You're depleting your adrenal glands. You're exhausted. You don't have the energy to. And then mm-hmm. on top of it, you're a jogger. Okay. Yeah. Right. You're a runner um, or you do something really physical on top of not eating enough food and filling yourself up. You're useless. You're not going to be good at work No. because you're not going to be able to focus. You're not going to be good in your relationships because you're not going to hear the right things right. that are going to prompt you to be a good relationship person, whether it's with a lover or parents or friends or children, whatever it is. Yeah. And you're not going to be able to to give yourself either. You're not going to be able to understand yourself. You're going to be running on fumes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it's the same exact thing with energy, right? If you're going to deplete yourself of energy, um, especially if you're a huge giver, which is why I think we're talking about this because by the way, I love the name of your podcast. Yes, Mama, that's amazing. Um, but so if we're going to deplete ourselves, okay. And the thing is, We might not even be doing that, like, on our own. We might not be thinking that. But because we're moms, um, you know, everyone around us thinks it's our job to keep giving. We think it's our job, too. And we want to. And we love it. Yeah. But people don't actually ever notice. Our kids are never going to notice that we're running on fumes that we haven't been giving to ourselves. Right. Right?
0: They They might just be like,
1: mom's in a bad mood today. What's wrong (laughs) with her? You know? I mean... but they don't, they don't quite get it. And so it's really our job. It's our job to know this and to be aware of this. That if we're giving out more than we're taking in, just like food and being a runner, okay, yeah. then we don't have anything to give. And whatever we are giving is pretty measly.
0: And then we're showing them that. We're, you know, modeling that you should be completely selfless or that being grumpy and tired is okay or snapping, you know, at your kids or your spouse or at the dog or whatever is an okay way to live. So, yeah, there's another part of it.
1: So we're coming into this room and we're tapping into our energy source it happens to be I believe that the energy source is universal and we're all tapping into the same energy source and that's why I think I really love um, when the classes are full because there's this beautiful energy that just Mm -hmm. can't be compared Um, and not only are we tapping into that, but we're also learning and we're, we're drawing in and we're filling up, we're filling our hearts, we're emptying our minds. So when our minds are really heavy, our bodies become really heavy and tired also. True. They go completely together. But we're also learning, we're becoming. We're getting so much clarity in yoga mm-hmm. because we're training our minds to be a little bit more quiet and that quiet part of our mind is way more intelligent than the active part of our mind. It yes. doesn't matter if you're like a, you know, a. Uh, an astronaut okay you're just you know uh, that part of the mind is much more intelligent than the active part and then we're using that clarity to make choices in our life to also kind of give ourselves more strength and not deplete by the choices that we make the people we surround ourselves with suddenly we're like what are we doing what am I doing this? I'm being, this energy is being sucked out of me on a regular basis um, in this situation maybe it's a job yeah. And, of course, sometimes we have to hold on to a job. We can't, you know. Right. <laughs> but but if, if there's a possibility of moving sideways and doing something that works better, mm-hmm. you know, and we can do that, that's something to do. We're never stuck. Um, the, the right kind of exercise, you yeah. know, how we're, who, who we're having relationships with, you know, Um romantic relationships with and, and that sort of thing. And so we we start to actually play like Tetris with our life and we move things around so that everything is just um, more peaceful. And that peace just gives us more energy. And
0: you hear nowadays manifesting, you hear the word coming around. So word, and it's, and it's, that's manifesting. I mean, that's, Mm -hmm. you know, what part of what, what the trick is where you're, you're choosing, right? You're saying, this isn't working for me. It doesn't feel good in my body or whatever so I'm going to make a different choice wouldn't it be nice if you know right. with your job or wouldn't it be nice if where you live or whatever and then just moving in that direction I don't believe manifesting is it just pops in your lap I think it is like you say just raising your energy by doing something for yourself and then going huh that'd be cool you know and then it, you kind of allow yourself to go that way
1: and I, and I also believe I mean I do I believe in manifesting I do but too. I also
0: I do too but I, I also know. feel like it's really
1: more what's really really happening underneath yeah. all of that I like woo idea of manifesting yeah. is that what's happening is your eyes are open yes. and you're noticing and you and your things are being pointed out to you yeah. through your clarity for sure. of what's available to you of what to gravitate to
0: and I think when you're Happier, for lack of a better word, you're more willing to take a little risk or you're more willing to see something as good and going your way. And it can be the smallest thing. So I know on days where I'm, you know, feel like I'm, I'm in it and on my energy, you know, the light turns green and you're like, yes, I'm doing it. You know, and you feel Uh like everything is just kind of kind of lining up for you. And then your brain looks for more ways that things are lining up for you. And so once you see that it can be for you and with you and through you and all of that, then your brain does look for ways that it is working out for you. And then maybe when an opportunity comes, you go, Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll take that one. And maybe it would have come anyway, but because you're calm and happy and in that right place, you're you're more willing to take it so it's
1: very really true it. <laughs> it's very true and yeah. you've probably heard me say and share um, several times um, in classes that the the most benefit that I've ever gotten from if i if i could take everything and kind of generalize it and what if i had to put everything in one box okay. of a gift that you get from yoga yes it w- it would be, and this was my intention at the beginning of every class. We set intention, right? Yes. In my intention, because I had little children and I had things, you know, that I was concerned about or taking care of, in my intention um, was clarity. Give me clarity. Yeah. Give me clarity. Because as a mom, right, yes. we don't see things clearly. We over-worry. We're like, be careful, be careful, be careful. Everything's like something to be careful about, right? Absolutely. And we worry as moms, especially Jewish moms. 100%. <laughs> Italian Jewish
0: moms. Yeah. I mean, you know, whatever. Any yeah, right. ethnic moms
1: are like that, <laughs> yes. basically. Um, and so it gives you clarity. And when in in that clarity... Like, yeah. actually helps you raise your kids in the, in the best way possible for you, you know? I could not agree more. And no, absolutely you, right. you don't see your kids as one lump of kids where you do everything the same with them. Right. They're different. You love them the same. You want them to all feel exactly loved the same. Yes. But that doesn't mean you're doing the same thing with all of them. Mm-hmm. You kind of trick them so that they think you are. Absolutely. Right? Because you have to because yeah. you don't ever want them to feel like anyone's different than the other. But you have so much clarity that you're able to actually parent specifically to each child yes to help them grow yeah. as opposed to reading a book on how to raise a child that applies to every child that'd be right. the converse like this exactly. conversely that's the other way of doing yeah. it right yeah. so this is honing in so much there's no book mm-hmm. you are literally there with your kids you're yes. feeling their feelings you're you you know exactly When they're thinking something that might not be so positive and you're able to ask them and talk about it and all of those
0: things. Yeah. Uh, One of the little terms that I like to use at home is raising a superhero. I think, um, you know, my kid's dad used to always say like, hey, superheroes, and maybe that got into it. But every kid I feel has a superpower. And it could be, you know, there's the whole gardener's nine intelligences that it's not just reading or it's not just school. It could be compassion. It could be running. It could be music. You know, there's these nine things that gardeners wheel are nine different things that it could be. But if you have that clarity and that well, not just love in your heart, but you can l- see your kid and really truly see them. Then you can help foster them in whatever direction. Or you're right; you can see the little. My Tristan has a has a tell. He's he loves. He's going to be a lawyer. There's no doubt about it. He loves to debate. Again, that's a little bit of his his blood in him too. But he always has this little smirk in the corner of his mouth when he's not telling the full truth. And again, if I wasn't able to know him so well and be so calm in myself that I saw that as he was growing up and see then I wouldn't been able to guide him in the right way to to help him figure out who he was right you do need to have that clarity of of seeing their gifts Mm -hmm. and then helping them to come into their own power in whatever it is because it's not always you know on the SAT you know there's so Mm -hmm. many different ways that kids can thrive and and we as moms need to see all of our kid, not just, you know, where society wants them to go. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's my soapbox on that one. Yeah. Um, I'd love to talk about, um, did you see Ted Lasso on Apple? The I, saw the, I saw the first season. <laughs> the first season. I haven't okay. seen the second season. Okay. So Ted Lasso... Um, it, You know, his big thing is believe. There's a big sign that says believe over the door. So, you know, Mm -hmm. and and they don't always win every match or game or whatever they call them in soccer. But there's this one character, Danny Rojas, that comes in. And he comes and he kind of jumps through. I think he was in the first season. Mm -hmm. But he says, soccer is life. And that's his thing. Soccer is life. Soccer is life. Mm -hmm. And he's like dancing around. And I feel like yoga is life. I feel like there are so many parallels between yoga and real life for example using a block Mm -hmm. you're not as flexible as you could be that day or whatever or you said today in class maybe just bring the floor higher to you and make it a little bit easier right Mm -hmm. there are so many things in yoga that I feel connect in just a way a kind of motto I guess of how to live your life um, and I just, I don't know, wanted to touch on a couple of them. Let's start with the block and, and then relate it back to moms. Like, the, the fact, don't be embarrassed to use a block. Don't be embarrassed to ask for help. It's the same kind of thing. It's exactly the same thing. Isn't
1: it? And, and I, would, I would say that I would go further than to say so many things of yoga are like life. Every single thing in yoga is like life. Yes, it literally yeah. reflects your life and how you navigate your way in yoga is exactly one hundred percent, one thousand percent how we tend to navigate ourselves through I life. Agree. Say you know.
0: more, as Bernie Brown mm-hmm. would say. Say more.
1: It's it's really true, and what's so interesting is when people come into my class. I think I think a, a, one of the reasons why. Um, I feel like, and when I say successful, I'm not talking about like business-wise or like how many students or anything. The reason that I think that I I, f- I find this success in connecting with my students, which I think is like everything, you it know, when you're going you to teach you the connection family here. is Absolutely. because I'm so positive that what I'm seeing happening on the mat with the person. And of course, I'm, I geek out with yoga because I've been doing it for so <laughs> long. I can see like every little thing. And so I'm so positive that what I'm seeing on the mat is happening to this person in life. Yes. So I can speak to them and they're like looking at me like, what the fuck? How do you know that? You know? And they think I have like some sort of like, I I wish I had intuition. I like (laughs) really, no, it's really just, it's, it's almost like, um, just I'm watching the person and I can notice, I notice trends. I notice ways that people practice. I notice what people won't do. Yes. I notice what people do do. Yes. I notice, um, I notice people who can't take their Apple watch off. Okay. And that thing's speaking to them through a yoga practice yeah. and that's okay. I mean, they might have a really, something really important going on and they need it there. No but judgment. Every day. Not no, every yeah. day. No, yeah. No judgment, honestly. But like, wow, I just, I wish I could like come over and just like take it off and be like, do you have any emergencies? No, I don't. Okay. I just want you to practice one time without this thing, like buzzing on your arm through your body, you know? Um, or I'll see someone that just won't use a prop. They will put their body in these positions that are hurting them and they just won't use the prop. You know, I see people who are constantly using the problem, like Bravo, you know, or, um, I see facial expressions. I feel energy. I feel like you know, um, I could tell when someone doesn't want me to touch them and fix them because mm-hmm. they, they're, you know, they just don't want to be corrected for a variety of reasons, you, never know, you know, absolutely a variety of reasons. Um, so there's so much to learn about watching somebody in their practice yeah. um, because it's exactly like life.
0: I see it too with, the, uh, you know, kind of type A moms, right. To bring it back around. There are a lot of moms that come in here and do this with us, a lot of girls and guys too, which I love, but um, a lot of moms that come in and have to push, have to do the hardest thing every single time. Like we were talking about before, no matter if they're tired, no matter if they had a a bad morning, whatever, they are here to sweat and do it as hard as they can and show not just themselves, but they hope someone is around them seeing. I do all the hard ones, right? I Mm -hmm. do all the things. And I don't, and hopefully over time, the yoga and your words and all of the energies will help people to kind of even out. But best case scenario for any mom coming to yoga, how would they practice? How would they feel? I know every time you come to the mat, it's different. Just like life, you could be tired or having a bad day. And I know that I've come to yoga before, doing something hard, you know, flying to see my family, which is difficult for me. And I have either needed to push really hard and burn off the nervous energy, or I just need to lay down and cry, right? So I'm I'm super open and, you know, have all that in me too. And I kind of can feel what I need, but what would be your best case scenario of someone who's doing yoga and they really are gonna soak everything that it has to offer out of it? What advice would you give as they walk into the studio?
1: Well, it's really interesting, because a lot of, this, is, this happens all the time, someone will walk in the door, you know, and I'll welcome them in and then right away, they'll be like, I'm really like, I'm, I'm so tired. I really didn't sleep last night. Or I had, you know, a couple of extra glasses of wine. I'm just going to take it easy today yeah. or, you know, the, the, whatever it is right. that's going on with them. Right. And they're like, I'm just going to take it easy today. Uh-huh. And then I'm watching them and they're doing every, oh, I haven't been here in so many months. I'm going to take right. it easy. I don't want to be sore. And I'm watching them do everything, you know, beautifully, you yeah. know, and or vice versa. Someone comes in here, I'm going to yoga, I need my exercise this morning, right? right. And then they'll be like in child's pose all the time. Yeah. But these are people who actually, these are people that I realize are actually practicing yoga and have been practicing and have gotten more advanced because they come in here and they don't make up their mind. Their mind is not telling their body what to do, mm-hmm. right? Through their breath, through their state of their mind, That's what's telling the body what to do. Yes. So to me, I'm thinking, you know, you just walk in and um, you just see what happens. You take every moment as it comes because it's not everything is not what you intended to be. You just go with the flow. Right. Yeah. And, you know, that's why I'm always offering up, you know, if you're reversing your warrior two, straighten your leg if you feel like it. Right. You know, because and then some people take it. Some people don't take it. That's so why I'm always giving so many different ways of modifications. And that modifications. goes right back to what you were
0: saying before of clarity, the clarity of what you need today, the clarity of listening to yourself and, and what you need. Yes. Yeah.
1: And we take that into our motherhood, right? We, we, instead of kind of telling our kids how to be or what to be, of course, we're always, you know, trying to teach them. Right. But in situations where we're not with them.
0: Yes. Right? Yeah. They
1: might come back a little broken or Mm -hmm. a little deflated or, you know, something that happened in school. We can't be with them every second protecting them, right? Right. So we have to kind of Give them wings. We have to give them, you know. We have to let them kind of grow in the way that they are. We can't say, well, when this happens, do this, because that right. might not be their personality. Yeah. You know. I remember one time. Um, I think I was in like second grade. And I went to a brand new school. Brand new school. I was a brand new student. I always was a new student because my parents moved around so much. My
0: kids too. We moved a million times. So. You did? Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> and I remember going to this new school, which I ended up loving. And some girl was kept putting. Um, she was putting mustard in my milk, and I went home and I went and told my mom, yeah. you know, um, she's this girl is putting mustard yeah. in my milk, and I don't remember what it was, but my mom told me to do something where to like really get her back. I can't remember what it was again, but it Doesn't was something that was out of my out, right? it was something <laughs> out of my personality. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and I did do it, and it did help. It did change everything, you know, but. I just I I can remember I mean I was only 8 years old. Mm-hmm. It's like almost 50 years ago. Right? You know, but I remember the feeling of how it didn't feel right to behave that way or to be that way. That just wasn't my style really. Yeah. And But that was my mom's style. Right. Right? Yeah. That's how she would have handled it. Right. And I remember, and I just remembered it all my life. And I remembered, I don't want to do that with my kids. I want them to grow in a way that's right for them, you Mm -hmm. know? So I just, I always think about raising kids um, in the same way that you do yoga in a yoga pose. You support yourself with a block. Yes. You support yourself with a blanket. Mm -hmm or the wall mm-hmm. or whatever it is mm-hmm. and so I think of my I always used to think of my kids as like a plant growing right and when a leaf got heavy you know how they you put those sticks yeah. to hold or the branch tight. up so yeah, it could absolutely. keep growing upward Yeah. so I just felt like we were just like kind of the, those like those imaginary sticks kind of holding their leaves and their branches up, helping them grow in the way that that plant is supposed to be whatever shape it's in. That's the analogy that I always use. And that's something that we learn in yoga, right? We learn to to get stronger and more flexible Mm -hmm. and more aligned and more clear in our own way on the mat. You know, one way for one person is not the way for another person taking child's pose 15 times Helps one person get there yeah. while never taking child's pose helps another person yeah. because they don't want to take a break because there's this flow going on, they want to stay with it. while another person can take a break and keep the flow going. It's every we're also different,
0: and we're also different, exactly. And being that little stick to help and make sure you're still going up right, that you don't fall down and you have everything that you need mm-hmm. around that is a beautiful analogy. I love that. Thank you. Uh, The other thing that I find in yoga, definitely for myself, but I'm sure you see it too, is the whole concept of the body keeps the score or that we store trauma in, well, definitely we have the hip openers and the heart openers and and all that, all that. Um, But for me, it's been a a ton of therapy being on the mat. And I just, it's interesting because... I mean, I'm not ashamed at all to cry on the mat. As you know, you've seen me take child's pose and just kind of lose it for a second. And and I found that it really is sometimes just stored in there. There's a lot of times I don't know why I'm crying. I have no idea. It's not like a memory that's coming up that makes it just comes out. You know, it's just you opened up something that was stored down deep in your body in whatever way, and yoga allows it to, through stretching, or through heat, or through breath, or through whatever, to be released. can you explain that at all? Or or how how would you explain that to someone that wouldn't know? Because there was a, a friend of mine went to a, a rehab center down, you know, we're close to Malibu here. And she said, I went to yoga and I just cried the whole time. And I said, great. That's exactly what you needed to do to have that safe space to kind of let it all come out. But why or how does yoga do that for us that lets it out?
1: Well, I mean, uh, the way that I look at it, this mm-hmm. is how I, this is how I see it. Okay. You know how sometimes you'll be sitting there and out of nowhere you'll remember something from 20 years ago that you've completely forgot about. Yeah. Right. Of course. You can't conjure it up. Um, if somebody asks you, right. When was a time where you felt this and this and that you're like, "Mm -hmm," you know, right. And then you're sitting there out of the blue. You remember something. You might remember something from when you were a child. You might remember these things that, and and you're like, wow, that that's, that's crazy that that happened. I can't believe I forgot about that. That's huge. I can't even imagine that happened to my kid or something, you know, like things like that. Right. So just because you can't, your brain can't remember it, it doesn't mean that it's not in your subconscious. Mm -hmm. Okay. It is in your subconscious because clearly you're finding it at different times in your life. Things are bringing it out. Sometimes it actually does come out while you're in yoga because you're so clear and quiet. Sometimes the actual thing doesn't come out. You don't, there's no definition. There's no picture. And I talk about that a lot of times. It doesn't have to have a picture or words. No. It just has to be a feeling that you feel right. And so your subconscious knows these stories. Your subconscious remembers, okay? And basically, your your cells remember it. It's on a cellular level. Okay. And it's in your body. And even though you can't put words to it, your body knows it. Yes. Okay? And you're breathing into your body, and you're telling your body you're sending love through your breath. And you're, and, you're, and you're saying, everything's okay, and then you can let it go. Think about when your child is... Really like traumatized or upset, and you know has, and you're hugging them, and you're holding them, and you're giving them love. You don't you don't sit there and say, I'm hugging you because I know you're really upset because um, Tommy pushed you off this, off the off the. Um, swing and then right. you fell down and you hurt your knee, and then and then and then um, Susan laughed at you. and You don't have to, you, it doesn't have it to doesn't be this whole why. story. Exactly. Yeah, you just the kid just wants to be hugged and give love, right? And everything's okay, exactly. That's what's going on in our bodies and our subconscious. Okay. You don't have to have the exact story, right? Okay, I mean, it helps if you don't because then you can really like realize Get in there and but switch it, it's, you it's not like necessary, it. but suddenly, all this that you're holding on energetically, right, in your cells is feeling like it's free to, to let go of. Yeah. And that's what's happening. And it's a, it's this cry from release of freedom.
0: And I know? think when that happens too, I'm, like we say, being closer to our kids, there's there's more room then for you to be present with your kids. There's getting through something that you've gotten through. You can relate to your kid when they're going through one of the same thing. You're not suppressing those memories in a way that, oh, well you know, that's never happened to me. So I can't do it. So there's so many different ways that getting it up and out is so helpful, Uh you know, to even just be present, you know? Um, I, one of the things too, is also just that whole parasympathetic nerve, you know, the fight or flight response, which now there's freeze and fawn too, which is so interesting to understand all the things. I'm a freezer myself. I just go numb Uh when I'm, overwhelmed is the wrong word but when there's something that triggers me that's what I do I'm just I'm done I'm out um and so it's a way of coming back into your body it's a way of you know coming yeah coming home coming back into yourself and then you can be there Mm -hmm. for your kids for when they need you because Mm -hmm. yeah if you're in that in that state where you're triggered you can't be there for someone else. That's right. Whether it's your kid or any anything or anyone else, you know?
1: That's right. And in, in my opinion the, the, the fight or flight response, which yeah. is something I'm familiar with too. Yeah. Um I, I tend to to wanna do that sometimes, but when do I wanna do that? When do you wanna do that? When you haven't taken the time enough to um, to let go of you know, to, to yeah. come in and feed yourself. You know when you just you're overwhelmed, you have too much on your plate, exactly. and you forgot, and you didn't notice it, and you didn't take the time to chill right. out and be clear, and exactly. and feed yourself and replenish yourself. And so when you have too much on your plate, and one more thing happens, you're like, I'm out of here, done, done, yep. right? Yeah. Where <laughs> other times you have like you're Weather like, okay, I got somebody. this, I got yeah. this, because you're you're you've you've taken care of yourself.
0: Exactly. And so when you think of it and, you know, sometimes young moms and like we said before, you know, there's so many times where being selfless is seen as such a noble thing, right? I go to work, I come home, I do all the errands, I'm with the kids, but taking that hour or hour and a half or whatever it is to go to yoga, to get someone to cover your kids for you or, you know, take a longer lunch if you can or whatever makes everything just work. You know, and, true. and putting yourself first.
1: It's true. Again,
0: I know I said this before, but I just have to touch on it again because I find it so important. My daughters are 22 and 33. Your daughter's in that range, yes? 20, so
1: she's 27. Yeah. My kids range from 27 to 30.
0: Okay, so I've found that there are so many things that I get. Triggered is the wrong word, but I think like there were certain things that I was not such a good mentor for as growing up. Not the best. They saw me going through some things that I wish I could go back and change. And now that they're, and I own it, and I'm like, yep, that wasn't a very good idea at the time. Times when I was powerless. Times when I gave away my power. Times when I didn't, you know, speak up for myself. And so that's one of the things that I'm hoping. That this conversation, this podcast does is show those, those girls, those women who are turning into women, we should have, or this is a good way to, you know, help these kids to be healthier and safer is if you can do the, you know, there's always that line of should have, or, you know, Mm -hmm. I wish my mom did this or whatever. But I think yoga is really one of the biggest ways that if you can in your own self and show that I have to take care of myself your kids can see that they're allowed to take care of themselves mm-hmm. you know and especially when those girls get to those you know ages where they're starting families or choosing not to as my oldest daughter is <laughs> saying no thanks which is fine too mm-hmm. it's you know you you get to choose that right you get to choose how to, how to go through your life
1: it's very true right? it's very true I just had a whole conversation with my daughter last night about Um, you know honoring yourself enough that you don't feel an obligation to she's like me um, as far as you know when you have friends you you stick with them you're you know you don't just Mm, you don't just shuffle through people you know you hang in there and I was telling her you know if you are feeling over and over again, you know you're a really patient person. Yes. You know you're like an overgiver. Mm-hmm. And so you need to trust your feeling. If you feel like you're done, if you feel, don't you double get don't, don't question that. yourself yeah. because you should be clear in the fact that you've made the right decision because you know yourself. Yeah. And energy sucking uh, with people around you is not okay okay maybe you have one that one energy sucker okay you get used to it you take a deep breath you go i know this person's maybe gonna suck my energy right a little imaginary shield around you you do it i have an
0: out time i have a time that's right that's right right?
1: but you're making a pattern out of surrounding people that keep taking your energy Mm -hmm. that's something also you know to to learn and to teach your kids. And they watch you do it. Exactly. And I told her, I said, listen, it took me many years to figure that out. Yeah. I allowed lots of energy suckers in my life because I wanted to be nice. Of course. And then, like, I was like, what have I done? Right. And, you know, I said, yeah. now I'm really careful. Now I really take my time, you know, mm-hmm. because I don't want to take that away. I, I, my job is really important to me. And if I want to have energy to give... Yeah, you know, and I want to give it to energy, my energy to people who like, uh, you know, can use it and appreciate it, and then that sends them off giving their energy to somebody else. Yes, I don't want to do a spiral down thing. I want to do a spiraling up thing with energy. You know, absolutely, and that's kind of.
0: You know, big lesson for them. Very big lesson. And if they don't see you doing it, they're not going to do it. That's right. That's right. I guess that is the fourth, you know, fight, flight, freeze or fawn. And the fawn is the people pleasing. Mm -hmm. And so it's the, you know, making sure that everyone else is safe and comfortable and everyone else gets what they want. Right. Before I fill my cup, which is, you know, what we talked about at the beginning, Mm -hmm. uh, I want to touch on Shavasana. Because you know, a lot in yoga, they say that's the whole point. That's, that's why we come to yoga, that's why you do the hard things is to lay down. Another word for Shavasana is corpse pose. So literally die on your mat and then be reborn or come up and out of it. I've spent a lot of time um, in Buddhist temples and in the Buddhist tradition. And one of the things when I was with the Rinpoche in, um, in Nepal, The first whole hour of this retreat was, imagine being in your grave and talking about the worms coming in and out and what that would look like. And and the whole point was to prepare yourself that that is coming someday, somehow, some way, and how you can be present now because you either can be grateful or you understand that that is coming, therefore this is what I should do now or this is what it's important that I do now, show my kids, show myself, whatever. Um how do you see shavasana and why why do you feel like it is honestly the most important the reason that we come for the meditation corpse part of it uh for me there, it's it, not quite so morbid with the, with the worms. <laughs> oh my
1: gosh, no, that's taken me to an extreme. So it was higher.
0: like an hour or two. I was don't like, i Don't really I've need to go the there. Worms. Yeah, no, we, absolutely. We don't need
1: to go there, no. but, um, but that's, you know, everyone's got their own it's style deep, and their absolutely. own lesson. <laughs> exactly. Totally. No, yeah, whatever works, but, um, or maybe it's, you know, there's obviously somewhere that he was taking it yeah. to, but, um, so there's a couple of different, um, parts of it for me um, So. Many of us believe that when we, when we die, um, our soul doesn't die. Mm -hmm. You know, um, a lot of us feel that when people pass away, they're still with us sometimes. I mean, I've heard some incredible stories of, um, I have, well, actually one of our teachers here, I'll never forget. She told me one of her really close friends died, um, cancer way too young of an age. Mm -hmm. And she told her when you please, when you're gone, leave me a signs that you're around. Leave me marbles. Okay. She has a jar full of. She has so many marbles yeah. that she finds everywhere. How many marbles have you seen laying on the ground? <laughs> exactly. Never. Yeah. I never see them. No, I know my okay.
0: thing with my grandma's dimes. I know exactly that's, what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. There's. Yes? There might I just be a dime sitting in a weird place that there's no business it for it to be there. Completely. Yeah. So, so,
1: you know, the idea is that when we pass away, the soul is free, and the, that's when the soul is actually comes into like, a, the the. The wisdom, Mm -hmm. you know, understanding why we're here. We weren't here to like have the cutest outfit on. We weren't here to have the most money in the bank. We weren't here to have, you know, um, be the best athlete or, or you know, the smartest professor or whatever it is that your people just kill themselves for. Okay. And they find out why we're here, and I believe that that's really to love each other, to be happy, you know, um, and it, whatever it takes in life just to 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 find love, to be love, yeah. to have love, to, to to spread it around. And you know, you can do all those other things that I just mentioned, if but none of they're interfering in this, with that. Yeah. Once they start to interfere with that, something has to kind of back off a little bit, right? Because right. that's that's the center of it. And so I think that when we when we move towards what Shavasana, our yoga practice is like life, yeah. right? Yeah. How are we moving through life? How are we treating ourselves? How are we treating others? What how, what energy are we filling this room up with? What are right. we doing? What are we learning? Yes. How are we progressing? How are we becoming more flexible? How are we getting stronger? How are we becoming more wise? And then we lay down for Shavasana. And everything kind of marinates, right? Yes. <laughs> And your, your your wisdom kind of comes to this other place. It rises. You come out of the body, out of the life experience of mm-hmm. those things. And you learn, and you learn more, and you go higher, even if there's no words or picture, okay? Yeah. this doesn't have to be a picture. It doesn't have to be words. A lot of people get messages in Shavasana. I know I do all the time. Mm, I've, sure. I've had life decisions that I trust in Shavasana. Um, everyone has a different experience. Some people need to fall asleep. And that's yeah. okay too. Yeah. You know. Anyways, and you come back and you rise up and you sit on your mat, and everything comes together, and you go out into the world, a little bit more changed, a little bit more clear, yeah. a little bit more understanding, a little bit at a time. That's why we call it yoga practice. You yeah. Know, say I'm doing yoga. You say I'm practicing yoga. Right. You know. So that's I think the the main idea for for me. Um, you know, that's what I think about. But then there's also this idea of um, just taking a rest, right? It's just a rest. Your body's gone, Mm -hmm. right? Yes, you're in the ground. Right. There's nothing that you're thinking about. What's left only is your soul. There's this deep connection with your soul. Yeah. You remember that you're more than just body. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not just flesh and bones, but there's more to us. And a lot of people have a spiritual experience during it. Um, and like I said, some people just fall asleep because they just need they a rest. They need that absolutely. And they wake up completely replenished and just actually pretty high from falling asleep. Yeah, you know, a lot of people kind of they apologize. Say we'll I fell asleep.
0: stops. You know, yeah. Anything you were thinking about or that mm-hmm. was on your mind or whatever, it all rests when yeah. you sleep. So
1: people sometimes yeah. come up to me at the end of class. I'm like, I'm sorry, I fell asleep. I I hope I wasn't snoring. I said. I say all
0: the time. I'm so happy you fell asleep. Yeah. That means you needed it. Right. And you were listening to your body Mm -hmm. of of what it it came here for. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I'm going to switch gears just a little bit because I don't want to keep you here all day, but obviously we could talk all day. day. Um, Little things about your kids. Uh, We touched on this earlier, but how did you allow them to be exactly who they are? There's a lot of, you know... There's a lot of parents who say you have to be a doctor or a lawyer, right, to kids, and those are the only two choices, or there are some that say you have to be in sports because dad loves football, so you're going to play football too. Or, you know, what's your best advice for letting kids really be who they are? And because I think if we can do the least trauma as possible and let them be who they are, then they don't have to figure it out later. Then they have such a smoother transition into who they are as adults, and they can... You know, flourish in whatever they are. So, how have you been able to do that, knowing that, you know, with three kids, they're all so different too, right? And really letting them be—that's right—who they are.
1: That's right. I think the whole thing really um, kind of starts out with just kind of thinking about yourself of how you've evolved from mm-hmm. being a small child into the person that you are right now. Yeah. And knowing that there's, life is a set of, of chapters and transitions and sometimes um, you stay the exact person and sometimes you evolve and change. You know, when I was a child, I was ridiculously shy. I mean, mm-hmm. ridiculously shy. You know, if I came into a new group of, of, of kids, I would be shy at first and I'd become myself. But to talk to an adult, I almost like passed out. It was just <laughs> too much. So much. If yeah. God forbid a teacher called on me without me raising my hand, which I never did, right. I I almost felt like I would be like faint under my desk. You know, that's how much I didn't want to be yeah. talking to a teacher or in public or it was terrible. And then you look at what I do now. I talk to a room full of people. I've taught classes with 300 yeah. people. I have yeah. no problem talking to public anymore. And so that's a crazy thing, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I remember that, that about myself. And so I know that when I was raising my kids, they all, I mean they all came out completely different. My older son was yeah. shy as shy as possible. Maybe even more shy than me. Okay. To the point where he wouldn't sing, you know, in school. He would be the only person with his lips closed while oh. all the other kids were singing. Yeah. I did not allow the teachers to force him or make him sing. I mean, they would come to me and complain, and I'd say, leave him alone. That's right. Okay? If you push him, he's never going to sing. You're going to make him clench up more. But also, who and, cares? And, and, and I said, who cares? <laughs> exactly. I said, I'm a parent coming to watch my kids sing. Like, yeah. if I don't care, why do you care? Right. And so he kind of just um, evolved from there, mm-hmm. you know, and he changed. And he is, like, this super-duper guy. I mean, he's, like... Right absolutely amazing with people and you know, he wouldn't even eat any foods. Now he eats everything. I mean, it's just, I just remembered, you know, don't, what you see today is just, this is just a little blueprint of what's starting out. Right. My middle son, he didn't talk until he was two years old. He didn't say a word. He didn't really have conversation, conversation until he was four. Okay. You know, I was led to become worried about him. I didn't listen to anyone. Right. I came into yoga every day and I say, give me clarity. And I just let him kind of grow in his own way. And now all he, he's the most creative. He had so much going on in his head. He had like yeah. I mean he's spits out like pilots and writes screenplays and but I mean I think it's non-stop. Exactly. It's almost like Amy Ferris, how she yeah. every day can just write something incredible.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He can just come up with these ideas. It's like he had such a rich imagination. He was mm-hmm. like, why speak? I can't <laughs> even imagine how I'm gonna you know what I mean? Yeah. And I know that my daughter was came out just like leading everyone around being the head of the, you know,
0: of, yeah, you go there,
1: you do that. I mean, in yep. the nicest, kindest way, but you do that, you go there, you do that. You bring that to me. I bring that yeah, you was know, like absolutely. a totally different person. Yeah. And so I let her be that person. I just wanted them all to be kind. Yeah. That's all I really, that was the only thing that I ever really kind of was nurtured because like nurturing in, because I knew that kind people will always get kindness back.
0: True, you know, yeah.
1: and that's I just wanted them to be happy.
0: Yeah, and that was really
1: the only thing that I, you know, um, was really important to me to remind them.
0: Yeah, yeah, so true. And when you know, teachers do come to you and they say, "Well, he's not speaking, and we need to do all these things, and let's do all this intervention." I find that it's just so important to let the mom take a second and look at the kid, and they, you, you have that intuition of what your child needs, you know, and to be able to let them blossom into, to where they need to go, mm-hmm. I think is, I mean, good for you. That is, that is brilliant. My brother's going through that right now. And I'm like, just give, give him a minute. He's just not ready. I'm like, yeah. And maybe, and there might be an intervention later and that's fine. But like, just take a beat, you know? And it, it really does help. You know, some people like,
1: I, I remember um, my, my kid's dad, when we were um, raising them, I would, I remembered everything about my childhood. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. And he didn't remember anything. He would he would say, "How do you remember? I don't remember anything." <laughs> he just couldn't remember anything, yeah. and so because of that, he like he really handed it like it like that 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 task to me okay. and kind of followed my lead because it was my memory of growing up and knowing and remembering what it's like to be a child and a teenager.
0: Yeah,
1: um, that helped me kind of connect to my kids more, just remembering what it felt like because we're always thinking that like I know in our generation our parents. Teenagehood was very different from them than it was for us, and so they had just they had no idea of how easily embarrassed we could become, you know, like from just anything, or how things could hurt our feelings, or just like if if a if if a mother just says something about our weight to us, they don't realize that it could literally traumatize us for the rest of our life. Yes, do you know what I mean? I do. And just like these little things, and so if we remember those things, uh huh, then. We'll, we'll know a little... we we'll just have a little bit more of a, of a handbook
0: yeah. for and our kids. Yeah, and just use the compassion for that, you know, just the empathy of what that felt like mm-hmm. and and be able to show up Yeah, mm-hmm. authentically. How do you handle it? Or, I mean... It's funny, bigger kids, bigger problems is kind of what I think sometimes because it's not the little things every day. It's not the potty training or, you know, bedtime or, you know, a lot of kids these days have problems with wanting to be on a tablet or whatever all the time. Mm-hmm. So we don't have that with the ages of our kids as older, but it's, it's bigger you yeah. know it's life decisions it's you know when i get a call you know it could be god forbid a car accident or like some there's bigger things you know and oh, there's for sure and the anxiety and depression that's going around that with that age group mm-hmm. is is a lot yeah how do you show up to be in it with them and help guiding it through without letting it overcome you how do you stay in your own truth but also be with them?
1: That is a really, really, really good question. That's, okay. that's like the question of the day, isn't it? I mean, um, I think that coming back, circling back again, that sense of clarity that you gain, you mm. know, um, you can fine-tune how deep you dive with them every yes. time. You have to remember that they're an adult Yes, which is so hard. We can't just go
0: pick them up and bring them home.
1: Sorry, something (laughs) can happen to us tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we're not doing them a service by taking over for them, right? Mm -hmm. Um, At the same time, we're still their parents, and we're still a great source of like um, validation for them, love for them, support for them. Um, them Some knowing guidance. they're not alone in the world yeah. and so there's just yeah you gotta really find that balance it's, it's, it's hard and um, you have to that's why it's really important because like right there, there um, if they're appreciating it and they're taking it and they're being a source of goodness back to us You know, Mm -hmm. not everybody has that. Some some people have kids that just like are are hardship, right? Not not in a way where the kids can't take it, but just like they're just maybe not so kind to the parents, not so you know appreciative. And and I think that the parent the parents should you know kind of um, find a way where they can help the kid their child at the same time not take pain in mm-hmm. do you know what I mean I do, I do. but in general um, if you have the kind of kids that are you know looking for a connection with you and want it um, I think that you really have to really make sure that you're being clear outside of your relationships with them in your life, like all those things we were talking about, yes. who you're surrounding yourself with. How's your job? How's this? How's that? Are you eating healthy? Are you sleeping properly? You yeah. have to replenish yourself so that you're there for them, but your clarity is so fine-tuned that you're not overdoing it with them. Yes. Right? Yep. You're just, you're, you're the stick again with the branches and the leaves.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Because You can't rescue, that's what I want to do. I want to just yeah, go in and fix it for you know? sure. I want to fix it and I'll leave, and so, and you know, that's the little codependent piece in me that's left over that I just want to rescue. Yeah. I had an experience the other day that I know you'll relate to. I, I love um, Esther Hicks. I'm how she's you know, you have to raise your vibration, keep yourself in a happy place, see the gratitude and everything so that good things can come back to you. And one of the things. Is kind of one of the tenets anyway. Um, one of the things that she talks about is you can't be poor enough to make a poor person wealthy. You can't be angry enough to have an angry person not be angry anymore. You can't be in lack or poor or whatever. And so I had a moment the other day when one of my kids was having a, a tough time, a really tough time. And I felt myself you know feeling scared and feeling like i just wanted to go and rescue and like and i and my not just energy but i felt horrible just absolutely horrible and not in a compassionate way but in a like oh this is really bad and i i made a point to say i am not going to let myself go down again if my anger does not help this kid be unangry or whatever the right word for that is and so I'm just going to keep them in my mind as the highest, most beautiful person that I know they are. And I know that they have the power to figure this out. And I will be here when and when that happens, however long it takes. I'm going to hold that space of them in this positive, strong place instead of this negative, bad place. And it took an hour. And I got a call back, you know what I just did? I got up and I did this and I went to the library and I fixed it and I told this person and, and I was like, oh, right. And so I I really had to think about it and focus and really be in it. But yeah, bigger kids, bigger problems. It, it's a lot, you know, mm-hmm. and if we if we do let ourselves fall down to that level of Definitely our kids, but you know, whether it is a coworker or a husband or a wife or whatever, that doesn't help them, no. right? That doesn't help them to feel better. Now everyone's just upset, you know, and that, right. and that doesn't, and then you can't be the light that they can, they can follow. And then you're not there as, you know, the stick to hold the branch mm-hmm. up. So it's important to just see them in that, the most uplifted, wonderful way so that they can also have the permission to be their best self. You know, I see that with, with them a lot of times, too, that, like, you don't have to be angry just because I'm angry. Let's all be happy. Let's all, you know, I'll mm-hmm. show up as my best self and give you the permission to be your best self. Yes. You know?
1: Yes, I agree. Yeah. And sometimes Sometimes we're not going to get it right every time.
0: Oh, no, right? And the compassion for yourself yeah. that, like, oh, that yeah. was a bad one, try again tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes
1: I Sometimes I have just gotten, you know, off of, you know, a really difficult, um, phone call or situation mm-hmm. with a family member, you know, not my kids really hard, terrible, just pff, broken, Yeah. just needed a moment to get over it. And Absolutely. then I get a call, you know, from a kid that needs something and yeah. I'm like, Oh God, I don't have it in me right now. I, I got I need a few moments, you know, I need yes. a few moments. Yeah. And, um, and when that happens, you know, I'll just, I will take those few moments and try to get back to myself because I'm just like, whoa, what just happened, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like a tornado just went by. You need to, like, regroup a little bit, right? Yeah. So it's sometimes you're not ready and you don't have it in you, and that's okay because we're human okay too. too. Exactly.
0: And, you know, yeah, And our like, kids should know that, too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so just to start wrapping it up because I've keeping you, kept you here so long, and again, thank you so much. Uh, it was my pleasure. Granny advice would be the topic. Anything that when you become a granny or you had one, just, you know, the concept of warm and fuzzy and blankets and chocolate chip cookie recipe, you know, just that feeling that you would have inside of being so warm and so loved. What advice would you give if there was a mom here and you were like, you know what, the best piece of advice that I got from that warm place you know that has all those things that that you feel in it is there anything you could wrap it up into advice that you could pass down or across or (laughs) i can i can just
1: actually give the the best advice that was given to me there was like kind of like a three-prong thing two of the pieces uh, uh that i learned from um was because I think I think a really important thing is just to be a, like a calm mother. I think that that's a, oh, for sure. that's a that's a really huge thing. So yeah. that was kind of what I I was important to me was how what I wanted to be. Yeah. Even when I was pregnant, I just wanted to be calm and I wanted mm-hmm. to you know become um, a mother of an infant and also and um, kind of pass that peacefulness on to them if I could you know yeah. as best I could. Yeah. So when well, I remember when my first uh, child was born, my son um, and. I was in the hospital, and the doctor, the pediatrician, came the next morning. I had not met him yet. They, were just, they just sent him over. Okay. And he ended up being the pediatrician, because I immediately fell in love with him. And he took this newborn, and he picked him up. Like, one of his, you know, my, my son's little tush was in his palm of his hand. Yeah. And then he held him from behind um, his spine in the back of his head with his other hand, right? Yeah. And he basically, like, jiggled him around, and he was like, you know, and he was, like, kind of playing with him, almost like, I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> you know,
0: what are you doing with that baby?
1: And he was just like, he's fine, he's just he's he's they don't you know and anyways, he he gave me this feeling of like not to be so like obviously I wasn't gonna jiggle my baby around all the time, <laughs> right. but he gave me this feeling of like, this is not an egg. Okay, no. don't be like so worried. Relax when you're with your baby.
0: Yeah. And that was
1: a really great thing. The other thing was when he was, my oldest was uh, uh, maybe, like, one, one and a half. And he got, the, like, a cold one time or flu. Okay. And after that, he wouldn't eat any food. It was the weirdest thing. Okay. He stopped. The only thing that he would eat was, like, would drink was Ovaltine. Okay. Sure. I mean, and this is this was all by process of elimination, how he oh, ended up with Try all of everything. this. everything, yeah. And there was, like, a couple of things like this, like... Frozen pizza that he would eat. It was crazy. What it was? It was insane. Everybody yeah. knew that I had this really huge problem on my hands as far as eating. Yeah. And I remember going for his checkup and saying, I, "He won't eat anything. This is really freaking me." He goes, "Well, tell me what he eats." And I tell him. Oh God, he goes, "What's the big deal? You got protein. You got some bread. You got some. You got some spaghetti sauce. That's yeah. some vegetable. You know." And and obviously that's not how we want our kids to. But right. he made me like not take it so seriously and not think that this is how he's going to eat for the rest of his life. And I calmed down. Yeah. The best advice I ever got from friends was that when you have, when you have your, your child, your baby, okay, this is crazy. Okay. This is going to sound actually maybe not so nice, but it really worked. Okay. Okay. (sighs) Two things was when you put them to bed at night, Okay. okay, don't rock them in your arms. Don't read them a story. Just put them down. Yeah. Okay? And so that's what I did. I read them stories all day, all night, right? Yes. I held them in my arms. I rocked them. We were I mean they were they were always in my arms. I kissed Me their too. whole head yeah. and face all day long, nonstop, just like I'm sure you did. Okay. Yes. But when it came to bedtime, okay, I just took them, I put them in bed, I said, I love you so much, mm-hmm. mommy loves you so right. Yeah. I gave them a kiss, I left, and they fell asleep. Self-suit. And that was it. Wow. And it, it was like to the point, and I had three of them. I had three kids in three years, uh-huh. okay? And can you imagine if I had to put everyone to bed, like, with this whole, like...
0: Yeah, it uh, would be horrible. <laughs> yeah. Just a lot. With the whole yeah.
1: production. Yeah. We would have friends over, and I'd say, just a second, got to put my kids to sleep. I would go upstairs, I'd be back down within 10 minutes, and they'd be like what just what that is brilliant. and they'd be like what ha? and I said yeah yeah, they're sleeping yeah. what do you mean you just put all of that and they're just gonna stay asleep I'm like yeah they're just gonna stay asleep <laughs> oh, and they would wake up at like eight the next morning yeah I mean it was it was unbelievable and it was from that advice because basically they learned just yeah. to fall asleep with their own self-soothing with their own relaxation without needing help to relax
0: just such a skill absolutely
1: I wouldn't have known that on my own.
0: No, and it's funny, I, I almost wanna tell you my stories of my oldest daughter who would not go to sleep and fought to the nail to be in our bed and she had all kinds of surgeries her first couple of years, so that was part of it too, that I was nervous, you know, that of her being the egg, you know, and so I'd wanna so I created a, a bond with her that I kind of needed her, you know, to be there to do all that. Um, so I just want to tell horror stories now of how I did it wrong. But then I got it right with my second one. When my, when my second little one came along, the boy, I was like, nope, we're going to figure this out this time. And so, yeah, sometimes you need more than one, oh, right? Yeah. You just got to practice. You got to oh, figure sure. it out. <laughs>
1: right. Oh, my God. If I had $10 for everything I did wrong, you know, <laughs> I right. would be like rich woman. But yeah. you can only do your best.
0: Okay, last question. So if your kids listen to this or they're listening to it later... One favorite memory. I know mine, oh, one of my favorite ones with my kids, just for an example, is there was happened to be a meteor shower and we were camping by the beach. And so I had, you know... I have three kids, but the older one is 11 years older. She's technically a stepchild, so we had dropped her off at college, and I had each one of my babies on each arm, and we had a huge down blanket over us, and laying on the beach. So we were warm because we were under the big blanket, and just watching these stars in the sky it was just this meter. And so that moment, which luckily lasted, you know, a long time, was just the most magical thing ever. Mm, and so that's beautiful. Yeah. Do you have any ones that you can just, off the top of your head?
1: Oh, I don't know. You know, I think a lot of them are just, you know, we we, we got to travel a lot with our kids, go so many beautiful, amazing, spectacular places in the world and just being yeah. there with them and just like seeing beauty together. Mm-hmm. But I, but if I would say like one thing, and this happened all the time, this was a, you know, is when they were younger, just having them all in the bed at the same time. It was just right. a whole family, yes. you know, watching
0: Whatever. So I'm show
1: together, everybody in the bed together, and just yeah. everyone just, like, on top of each other, yep. laying together. Agreed. That was probably my favorite thing.
0: Agreed. Yeah,
1: and was I still love when it happens.
0: Is, oh, my gosh, right? I know, I do, too. I. Sorry, that's why everyone has to come home every year for mm-hmm. Christmas, New Year's. Yeah, no, we're doing it again. Did, does everyone have their own position where they always kind of laid, or was it just free-for-all?
1: Um, it was kind of a free-for-all, but most, like, I mean, they, they – lay on me a lot I mean yeah. even now if we sit on a couch there's if yeah. I'm close to you know especially two of my kids if the, if I'm next to them they just lay on me just like smush. they yeah, yeah they just yeah. you know even at their older ages
0: yeah we did it so much that everyone just had their position that's why I asked. Uh. So it was like, one was in my legs and the other one was in my arm and then another one over yeah. here and so it just everyone knew how they fit yeah. you know and they knew there was a spot for everyone and, it's the best yeah absolutely um thank you so much i really appreciate That's your time pleasure. and your wisdom and your everything and i know I, like they say if we can help one kid to feel more loved by their grow up and or reaching a hundred or a million or whatever this will have all been wonderful and worth it so thank you thank you thank you oh my gosh
1: it was my um, pleasure i love talking to you i love hearing your stories
0: thank you your I, wisdom Thank you. That's so kind. Uh, where can we find you if we want to come take your yoga classes?
1: Agora Power of Yoga. It's in Agora Hills,
0: California. Yeah,
1: and I have on demand classes too. Yeah, which are um, great. Those I have are a bunch fun. of classes. I mean, I kind of, I, it all came together during COVID, and there's like a hundred and something videos on there and lessons. Yeah. And I haven't been making any new ones because I had all that time on my hands and, you know, yeah, the editing to do really
0: background and your music is amazing and so yeah highly recommend those. i
1: had all the time in the world to edit and do all that i just don't have that kind of time anymore but they're you know the classes are on there and they're Perfect. fun and you can just cancel whenever you want and so that's it that's um, it's okay. pretty simple
0: awesome awesome so <laughs> yeah. go go do yoga mamas okay yeah. thank you so much you're welcome yes mamas thank you guys so much for being here um so i have a confession to make that was the very first podcast that I recorded and I think you can tell a little bit because I know I interrupted Dory a little bit but I was just so excited to be there and she again is one of my favorite people on this planet. So thank you for bearing with me and having that be the first episode that I ever recorded on this amazing journey of doing this fun Yes Mama podcast. I just wanted to let you know that we have so many amazing people coming on. Uh, Nate from Dads Don't Babysit on Instagram is coming up Holly is after that. She is an adventure mom that has just the best stories. And I have been just taping all the time with so many people from all over the place. So I'm really, really grateful and happy that you're here. And it just shows that you're showing up for your kids in such a amazing um, and mindful way. So thank you, because the goal is if I can touch one mom and she is more present for her kid, then that's helping one child's life. But why not show up for 10 kids or 100 kids or a million kids? Let's really spread this message and let's just show kids that we care and get out there. So I just wanted to share one little uh, contest that I'm doing that has to do with this uh story episode. If you go to Apple Podcasts and you leave a review, and an honest review, I'm not asking for any any special treatment here, but an honest review of what you liked about the two episodes that I've aired so far, and what are you looking for, any questions that you'd like answered, and then you go to Instagram, yes.mamaalana, so Y-E-S dot M-A-M-A, I-L-A-N-A and follow on Instagram and put a heart in the comments to let me know that you um, had put up your review on Apple iTunes and what I'm going to do is I'm going to give away either three classes at Dorit Studio, Agora Power, right here in Agora Hills. Um, So anyone that lives locally, we are way northern Los Angeles, right to the Ventura border, would get Three classes for free, and if not, if you're anywhere else in the country or the world, I'm going to give away three months of Dorit's online yoga classes, which are absolutely amazing and so many different levels and all kinds of things. So I'll put that in the show notes too of what her website is. So either three months of online or three classes, uh, and I know you're going to love it as much as I do, but. I just wanted to put my money where my mouth is, other way around, put my money where my mouth is and how amazing yoga is and can be. And I want you to share in the amazingness. Gosh, I use that word a lot. Sorry, guys. That is Yoga with Dory. So I hope you enjoyed the episode. I can't wait for you to hear more. On Monday as another Mindset Monday. Next Wednesday, all new episode with Nate. And again, I appreciate you so much. Much thank you for being here. I love you all. Now go love on those kids.